fam we are back with another edition of garage talk we're getting closer and closer to the Bushlight clash at the coliseum so that means that the uh, garage guys race preview shows are uh, on the horizon but before we get there we want to go ahead and welcome on the special guests today uh, a man on a mission a man with triangles on his wall uh, a man that drives a beautiful purple car in NASCAR, probably the only purple car in the NASCAR Cup Series, and a whole bunch of other cars that are purple now, uh, and a bunch of other series. It's uh, it's Cody Ware. Cody, hey, what's up? Hey, hey, glad to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. We're excited. We're excited. Me and Dale, yeah. me and Dale, we're talking about it all all day. We were like, it's Cody. He's coming. The nice little triangle on the wall behind you definitely kind of resembles our logo with the colors, the shape. Kind of see it there. See a little garage fandom right there, huh? I I set it up just for you guys. I knew I was coming on. I'm like, I got to spruce the wall up a little bit. So hey, that's what we like to hear. Yeah, yeah, you did it. You did it right though. You didn't do it too crooked. It's very straight. So you know you can kind of pass both ways. It's kind of your own thing. Kind of just like, hey, we're we're proud to have you here. You know, we're happy. We're all happy to be here. I do like it, though. That, that is some very beautiful colors. It's kind of like a cotton candy thing going on. I hate for all the people that are just listening to this in their car right now, and they can't see this. Very beautiful. Just have to imagine. Just imagine these beautiful triangles that are emitting just thousands of RGB colors right now. It's just two. It's purple and blue, but still, you get, you get the idea. Did you get the Goku uh, NFT? Did you make it NFT yet? <laughs> I haven't made the NFT yet. <laughs> That's man. That's such an interesting crowd. I just I don't know. I I like crypto, but I don't I don't like the whole NFT thing. I think it's pretty pretty shady, pretty sketch, and people are definitely taking advantage of all that stuff. It's gonna you it's know? gonna be way more important when the metaverse is like where everyone is like living their lives inside of an eyeball machine. Yeah, so. Zucker Zuckerberg said he saw Ready Player One. He's like that, but but real. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what he saw. He's like trying to give virtual sweet baby rays to people. I don't know if you saw that TikTok. It's pretty creepy. No. No, everything that Mark Zuckerberg appears in is creepy. I mean, there's nothing like about some sweet baby race. Yeah. Would you like some? I have no, some. no sweet baby race, please. Have please, you seen please the no. South Park that makes fun of him? I yeah, ridiculous. I love it. I haven't it's seen it. Um, weird motherfucker, though. I need to look up that. But yeah, all right. So yeah, so we're, we're talking about out, uh, we're talking about NFTs. Why don't we turn this into an NFT real quick? Is this possible? Yeah, there we go. Boom! Right it's an NFT. Hooters, okay? Shout out to Hooters. This show is brought to you by Hooters. Right now, if you get over to Hooters2Go.com or you download the Hooters app and use promo code GARAGEGUYS, you're going to save $10 off any order, $30 or more, okay, for to-go orders. All right, so that's the thing. You can save $10. You can buy that NFT that I made for, for Cody Ware. You might It'll be worth $10 million here in a couple days. Don't miss out. Yeah. Promise it's not a scam. You got, got to use the coupon code. There's a Hooters right across from Daytona. So get, get your Hooters, get over to the racetrack, and then be eating some delicious wings for the Daytona 500. That's it. There That's you go. It. Right there. That's it. What's fine print on this? Valid at participating locations for delivery and carryout orders only. Just for now, we have some exciting news that could be developing soon. So keep an eye out. More Hooters stuff coming. 
uh, regarding right. promo codes and maybe a couple other things too. So, but for now, delivery and carry out orders only. Save ten bucks. Uh, so, got a lot to unpack. There's been a lot of really cool changes uh, with Rick Ware Racing in uh, in NASCAR this year. You've been busy as hell. You've been running a whole bunch of different series from IndyCar to IMSA, uh, just the whole nine. I mean, like you're just you're you're in car and you're going. You know, foot's on the gas. Uh, that's just how your life's been going, man. So uh, we're excited to kind of roll in and talk about all that. Uh, talk a little bit about what's been happening in your off season, but. Uh, let's just start there. So this whole studio thing that you've got set up right now, what's, what's been going on in this area? Like what, what's been happening with you, uh, on the interwebs lately? Yeah. I mean, so with me and me and my boy, Ryan, I also been getting into streaming. We figured, you know, if we're going to kill a bunch of time playing call of duty and halo might as well try to have some fun with it. We got a fancy, you know, mic and colors and, you know, face cam now. And it didn't have one of those before. So you know, just trying to, uh, you know, have some fun with that stuff and kill some of the, the off-season blues. But with all the, the preseason testing this year with the next-gen car, I think uh, didn't have as much time as we thought we were going to have. Me and Ryan are already texting like, oh, well, we had a good couple of weeks. Now it's about to be, you know, time to go back to work and maybe we'll try to fit it in here and there where we can. So, Are you a, are you a PC gamer or Xbox gamer? I was Xbox for a long time, but then, you know, I've always had both. I've always done a little bit of light PC gaming for stuff that like I couldn't get on Xbox. Um, but now that with the streaming and stuff and with how bad do you call of duty, like the, the servers and all the updates on Xbox has just like killed it, like crashes all the time, all sorts of glitches. And with the PC stuff, there's definitely a lot less problems. I've got a decent PC. I got like a, you know, RTX 3060 Ti graphics card. So I mean, it can handle pretty much anything. But, um, yeah, so now that I've kind of got all that set up and thrown a bunch of stuff at the computer, you know, I'm probably going to stick with the, the PC gaming for now. Yeah, I moved to PC from Xbox. I was like lifelong Xbox, but PC is like just unbelievably better. Uh, you said you play COD, Warzone, I'm sure, and some Halo. Will you play anything else like PUBG, Fortnite, Apex, any of that stuff? I was a big I Battle Royale guy, so, of course, I, I love PUBG personally. No, so I played PUBG back when it was like still in beta before it was even like officially released. And I remember like I had a couple of buddies that we'd like religiously play together with, but it's like, you know, it's gotten to the point to where again, you know, there's just the updates come very slowly. There's a lot of hackers in PUBG now, just like there is in Call of Duty Warzone. And, you know, the player base is just really, you know, up and down. And so I wish there was a more dedicated game like PUBG for Battle Rail because, you know, Call of Duty does it good, but I definitely want to see a little more variety. And I feel like the ones like Fortnite and Apex definitely cater to a pretty low denominator skill wise, you know, with like Fortnite has the bloom with the shooting. So, you know, it's kind of like RNG based on how accurate you are at times. And like, I'm not a big fan of that. So I'd like to see some better, you know, dedicated games that were like built for Warzone or, you know, Battle Royale. that's not just tied into some AAA game, you know. Have you tried Super People? I haven't even heard of that. Really? I've, I've seen it more and more. Are you a big Twitch guy? Like, I've, I've tried to get Chase into, uh, like, Dr. Disrespect, who's on YouTube now. But I don't I didn't know if you're into, like, some Twitch streamers. Uh, like Tim the Tap Man, Dr. Disrespect. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Super yeah. People was, like, a, a more advanced PUBG. You should look into it. Like, aesthetically, it's very similar to PUBG. The engine runs better. Um, and it's, it's more of a mix of PUBG, like, straight military and – uh, I guess some Fortnite, some Fortnite qualities, or maybe some Apex qualities. But 
it's been blowing up a little bit recently and it's kind of similar it's battle royale based so i didn't know if you tried it or not we got to get chase into the pc world and gaming um, world what, what are you rocking chase so uh currently i'm a big uh nintendo switch guy um i like you know i am mario basically according to this streamer named charlie on twitch there's this guy named charlie that i had no idea about but apparently he's like very popular and uh he called me mario because they were he was reviewing the uh channel five return to talladega so uh when he was doing that he called me mario i'm like well it's pretty fitting that i'm kind of a nintendo guy but growing up i was an xbox dude like xbox 360 Played a lot of like uh, Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2, uh, Def Jam Icon was my favorite. There's nothing better than punching someone in the face as Paul Wall. Um, that's a really cool one. But uh, yeah, these days, man, I mean, I have a six year old. So it's like we have the Nintendo Switch. He's playing Fortnite. He's playing uh, Rocket League. And he just started playing the NASCAR Heat for Nintendo Switch. He actually won a race this morning. He was like, call Dale to tell him that I won this race because he watches dale run on nr night in america yeah so we'll put it on there and i'll wa- always try to watch dale and support him what he's doing with iRacing. and um so once i've never you know, fucking saw so that dude, he was like i've got to call dale right away but i need to get a pc what were you saying dale i'm sorry i said i've never fucking won it in my and i racing at least on the on a nr night america or, or moon car so emory's already already one step ahead of me what's wrong premier racing organization on iRacing. There you go. I've had the pleasure of meeting Travis a few times in person and he's super cool dude. Like that guy a lot. Yeah. Yeah, he went love that guy. I remember he was with you guys a lot uh at a lot of races last year. We ran in we ran into him almost every race we went to and ended up chilling a lot. So yeah no because I remember like before I met him I'm like oh yeah that's the that's the guy from Moon Car. He's he's like his whole big deal is like he's got the pig. I'm like that's that's the guy with the pig and he was just that his... on Garrett's car I think yeah yeah I remember that <laughs> spanky I think yeah, or, yeah it was pretty wild but I, I love, yeah, I love Travis. I lo- love what, uh, love what, what IDK player and all them are doing too, man. I mean, those two guys right there, they've got YouTube and Twitch on lock right now with the iRacing stuff. So definitely love seeing what they're doing, but yeah, I'm going to get a PC eventually, man, because I've got to get into iRacing for one, like i but I want to like do it right. Like I want to go get like a cruising world, like arcade seat and just put a, a PC <laughs> underneath it. And that's how I want to race. That's how I want to do it. Um, but there's all kinds of other games and stuff too, that, that I would love to get into. Cause I mean, Dale's kind of opened up that world to me. I just, I'm about four or five, I'm, what, four years older than you, Dale. So it's like, I, I kind of missed that, that gap where everybody started really watching a lot of YouTube streaming. Got, I don't know though, Cody, how old are you? 26. You're 26. So yeah, I'm, I'm older than you guys. So we're about the same. I turned I missed, 26 at the end of this month. So yeah, yeah I missed that little window, but I'm, I'm slowly been pulled back into it and, uh, and I, I'm enjoying watching some of the stuff that I'm seeing. So it's, uh, I'm, I'm going to be doing my gamer boy thing here soon. This we'll get the high racing or get up and going and back. Uh, I think it was during quarantine, me and Ryan did like a kind of a for shits and giggles, I racing league. And we just made, it was, always a really dumb track and car combination. So like we did like pro four trophy trucks at Daytona and we were like bump drafting down the backstretch and like literally you could pick someone's rear wheels completely off. Actually it ended up being some like really cool and interesting racing on some of the tracks we did. But, you know, I think like for us, we always get super frustrated at people that take it like 
way too seriously. It's like, you know, it does help, you know, if you're trying to like learn a new track or kind of get some feeling like it's, it's definitely helpful. But for me and my experience, like if I've taken it too seriously, it ends up kind of making, um, me almost worse in real life. So like, I try not to like get on iRacing with the mentality of I'm trying to make myself a better race car driver. And I just try to have fun with it. And I think me and Ryan definitely have that same mentality there because when you just go at it from the standpoint of having fun, like it's, it's way better. But then the problem is everyone like thinks they're going to become the next Dale jr. Playing on playing on iRacing. No, that's where I have fun with it too, because like, you'll definitely, I'll find some people that are like really serious about it. And I just like to troll the shit out of them. It's fun. See, I, I've I've fallen into that because I'm really, really competitive at anything I do. And uh, as I've gotten better at iRacing, you know, I get in more races and lobbies with all these fucking sweaty kids that are <laughs> just just so awful to be around in lobbies. Like it it pains me and they kick my ass. And anything you do, like they're they they will just chirp and chirp and chirp. And it drives me through the through the fucking wall. So guitar hero I feel you on that. And I, I try to have fun with it. And I'd have fun with it at first. And then it always just gets to a level where I'm like just getting mad all the time. I feel like that's how I am in video games. That's how I was with PUBG, which I was one of those sweaty kids in PUBG. But uh, I so you got to be able to hold that temper in and, and have fun with it. That's definitely an important part of this. You were uh you were talking about Ryan, too. I got I got to meet this guy. I, I know for a fact that. uh found out that me and him were uh, part of the same fraternity in college. So definitely got to, got to meet this guy for sure. Hey, he's quite the character. You know, I, th- I think we get along so well because we have a pretty, pretty similar take on life. Like obviously we both love racing. We're both trying to be the best racers we can, but we're trying to just make the most of it, have fun with it. You know, again, oh, yeah. in real life too, just like on iRacing, you know, people start to take themselves way too seriously. And I think that that takes away from a lot of the fun and what makes racing racing. And, you know, you can, you can enjoy what you're doing without making it like super robotic and like, you know, buy the book, all this stuff. And so, yeah, that's why me and Ryan get along well. Yeah. We're in, we're in that same vicinity with that, man. So we, we got you on that, but going from iRacing, virtual racing to real racing, you, like we had talked about, you've ran IMSA cars, you've ran Indy cars, you've ran cup cars. I'm gonna put you, I'm gonna put you on the spot. What's your favorite one to drive? Uh, I mean, as far as just pure driving, like if I'm just like, if I want to hop in a race car and go to a racetrack and drive, it's gotta be the Indy car. I mean, you know, I still get goosebumps thinking about the first time I hopped into one of those things at Sebring, just like grabbing gears. I'm like, there's no way this thing is doing what, I, what it's doing. I remember the first time, once I got the brakes and tire temps all up to, up to temp and I slammed on the brake for the first time, I wasn't even prepared for it. My head about slammed into the steering wheel because the G forces under braking were so aggressive that like, I wasn't like holding my head back and I just about slammed my head into the wheel when I got on the brake and I'm like, okay, like, looks like I got to start working on my neck muscles here. Cause oh like the braking force with the carbon ceramic brakes is like unreal. And then obviously getting to go tested Texas, go wide open around Texas in an Indy car, went to the, went to Indy and did ROP for the 500. You know, obviously we didn't make the attempt, but still got qualified to run the Indy 500. And that was just a wild experience to actually drive an Indy car at the Brickyard, like wide open doing 220, 230. I mean, it was like a dream come true. And so, you know, that was uh, something that, you know, almost every week I look back and I'm like, I'm really glad I got to do that because, you know, I don't know if I'll get to have that opportunity again, 
to race in the IndyCar series. And so, you know, I definitely don't want to forget those, those times. Yeah. I, that was my next thing uh, with Rick Ware moving with a, a technical alliance with Stuart Haas, uh, consolidating to two cup cars. Uh, I was wondering if you had any plans to run an IndyCar again this year, uh, especially, you know, an attempt at qualifying for the Indy 500. Yeah. I don't think it will happen this year just because of how busy the cup schedule is this year. You know, we've got, 39 races in total, 36 point races. And, um, you know, with only one off weekend in the middle of the year, there's not an IndyCar race going on. Um, you know, this past year I missed a couple cup races to go make my IndyCar debut. And this year I really want to actually go for points. I don't want to miss races and lose a potential playoff eligibility with this new car. And so definitely going to focus on that this year, but I definitely could see in a year or two, once things get settled in with this new car to maybe go make a, you know, Indy 500 attempt, um, you know, doing the double header at Indy was really cool where I ran the cup car and the Indy car. But, um, you know, in hindsight, I think that was, um, astronomically harder than I thought it was going to be. I didn't think it was going to be easy by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, it was definitely like physically and, ment and mentally kind of like a, like a hell week boot camp type feeling, just like going nonstop 24 seven. But, um, the biggest thing was the transition between those two cars. I mean, literally minutes in between each other, you know, there was just no time to kind of reset my brain. So kind of looking back at it, I probably pushed it a little too far last year, trying to do a little bit of everything, but, um, I still think it makes really cool memories. I mean, you know, as far as to my knowledge, I'm the only driver that's ever run an Indy car race and a cup car race in the same weekend. And I'm also, I think the second or third Indy car driver from North Carolina. So, you know, I gotta, gotta put myself in a pretty cool situation doing those races and, you know, selfishly, like, you know, I know some NASCAR fans will hate to hear this, but I did love getting the chance to go out there and whoop up on Jimmy Johnson a little bit at road America. So, um, yeah, it's cool to <laughs> see, you know, it? what, I mean, it's, it's cool to see what you can do given an equal, equal equipment and equal opportunity, you know, what you can do stacked up against the big guys, you know, obviously not saying that I can go out there and kick Jimmy Johnson's ass in a cup car, but given an equal situation, you know, there's not anything that's hugely separating guys like me from guys like him. Yeah, no, dude, that's all good stuff, man. I mean, like you're saying, like, you don't really think about how, like, really, like, physically, I, I mean, just physically, I mean, I know the mental part is there big time, but physically, like, just just putting an ass beating on your body, going from running an IndyCar race to running a NASCAR race, like, just the heat that you're under, the different situations, the different types of car, like, just preparing yourself for how the cars handle differently, like, it's, that's a lot, dude. So, I mean, you doing that right there, I mean, you're breaking records. You broke records. You did something. Hey, if you – so if – does that – the exhaustion and the, the difficulty you kind of talked about with running both cars on the same day, if you had a chance to run the Indy 500, uh, thinking back on that, does that make you less inclined to want to do the double with the 600 because how hard that was? Or, or what's your kind of mindset on that? <laughs> Not so much. I think like the biggest thing that tripped me up with the double at Indy on the road course was the fact that there's a bunch of different brake technique and throttle techniques between the two cars. You know, my biggest issue was legitimately just the braking going back and forth between the two cars. Um, the braking points and on almost every corner were different by a couple hundred feet. And so to kind of having to readjust your brain every time you swap by swap between the cars was extremely difficult. Obviously, the five, the double would still be super tough. I mean, only a handful of guys have done it successfully. You know, Kurt Busch is the most recent one that comes to mind. Um, and he obviously kicked ass in, in Indy 
But, um, you know, I think that it's a little bit easier just from the mental standpoint, because, you know, you're going to be wide open in the IndyCar. You're more focused on drafting the finesse of it. And then Charlotte's also a track where um, physically, physically, it's not a very intensive track. Obviously, it's an extremely long race. So the heat and the exhaustion can wear in. But, you know, it's mostly wide open when you're on fresh tires. You're not doing a whole lot of pedal work. And so I think I think that's why that's probably a more doable double than than doing it on a road course where your driving line, the driving style, everything is just so vastly different. Yeah, for that's sure. interesting. Uh, yeah, Kurt Busch did absolutely kill it at Indy in his only time. I think that was 2014. He drove for Andretti, but no, was, that would be sick to see you run it. Uh, be the next guy to do it in the next couple of years. So we'll yeah, let us know. We'll, for that we'll, we'll run a helicopter. We'll, come <laughs> yeah. well, that's the biggest <laughs> thing too. Is like when we're looking at it this year, it's like the biggest problem with trying to do the double is just the logistics of it really. And especially yeah. now, I think the past two years, the start times have actually been an hour closer than they have been in the, in the last 10, 15 years. And so it's made the double even harder. I know Kurt barely made it to the 600 after the 500. And that's with him having his own jet, a private helicopter. And so, you know, logistically you've got to be like armed and ready to like have, you know, everything at your disposal if you want to make it work. For sure. That's something that's something we need to keep in mind. Dale, if we want to just try to be fans going from the Indy 500 to the Coke 600. So, yeah, I wonder how many fans have actually done the double. I mean, that'd be that's that'd be tough, but I'm, I'm all about doing it. I'm all I mean, about basically, yeah, I mean, you basically need a jet. I mean, even if you go sit at the Indy, Indy airport for a couple hours, you're screwed. No you need doubt. a G6. I like a G6. Remember that song from a long time ago? It was great. Dude, popping bottles in the ice. Dun, 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 dun. Like a blizzard. Blizzard. Yeah. When we drink, we one. do. It that was right. the club, yeah. dude. That was college, bro. That, that song was, was sick for, for like two days for me, I think. <laughs> so, all right. So you're running, you're running Cup Series. I know NASCAR is going to be the main focus this year, which I think is dope. I think it's dope that Rick Ware has got this alliance with Stuart Haas Racing. Are you guys going to be doing Xfinity at all? Um, at the moment, that's a little up in the air, you know, with, with how intensive we've kind of had all hands on deck with the next gen car. So originally we were planning on being full-time in Xfinity, which I still think is the goal, but at the moment we've actually had both, uh, all of our cup guys and all of our Xfinity guys working on, on the two next gen cars because supply chain's pretty, pretty thin. Obviously we just need to make sure we get these cars built and have backups in the worst case um, situation. And so right now, obviously we got to put our priorities where the priority lies, which is cup. And then obviously if we can still get, get stuff ready for Daytona for Xfinity, that's still the goal. So, yeah, if it does come around, y'all still going to be running at pretty one seven though. Um, I think so. I think we're trying to run the 17. I think we're also trying to get the 15 as well. So we'll have one of our cup numbers in Xfinity as well. I love, I love the the thought of the 15 because you just flip it backwards and it's 51. Yeah, I think that's like how how most race teams should do it. If you've got a two car team, do inverse numbers, you know. Absolutely. Well, I'm I'm happy just at the fact that you guys are shrinking down. I've been saying it for years. I'm like, we need like I, I've never met your dad in person, but I always just just mentally call him Papa Rick for some reason, and I'm just like, we need to get Papa Rick to just to just get, condense these cars down a bit, really focus in because I feel like this year is going to be. 
and, and like you can you can tell me more about it but i just really feel like this is going to be the most successful year for for rick Ware racing and i'm just really excited to see what you guys are able to cook up over there i mean how are you feeling being in that car is there any differences from what you're feeling from last year to this year um do you think you guys have you know top 20 capabilities this year coming in yeah, absolutely. So to kind of backtrack a little bit, you know, I kind of want to go through some of the thought process of Papa Rick, you know, so, yeah. you know, when, when we, when we started out and cut the cup series, we were full-time without a charter. And then after a year of that we did end up acquiring a charter. And obviously from there, we kind of, kind of grew a little too big to the four charter deal, but, you know, like I like to, I like to set the record straight for my, for my old man when I get the chance, because, you know, when, when he was in the process of buying these charters, it was at a time where nobody wanted them. Everyone was trying to get rid of the charters they had. You had guys like, you know, um, Levine leaving cup. You had, uh, you know, Ron Devine leaving cup and all these guys, um, you know, there was a point, you know, a couple of years ago where charters were going for, you know, a million dollars and potentially even less if it was a, if it was a package deal because of the fact that nobody wanted them. And so we took advantage of that situation, which, it wasn't hurting anybody because no one was trying to get into the sport at that time. When we originally got to three and four charters, that was when nobody else wanted to run them. And, you know, we took that over and in doing so, you know, we were able to build a plan around, you know, building up a team, getting the infrastructure and, and the, the crew members in the facility to run a, a proper cup program. And when the time came, you know, downsize and, and reinvest that money we made with the additional charters into making, you know, a smaller team better. And I think, you know, obviously up until very recently, everyone's been like, ah, you know, that's BS. RBR is always going to be, you know, back markers, rolling chicanes, you know, the usual BS, but it's like, you know, we're putting our money where our mouth is. And we've been saying that this is the plan for a long time. And, you know, it's been, been a little frustrating to see the fact that people are still a little bit, you know, in disbelief. It's like, you know, we said, we're doing this, we're doing it now. Like, you know, what more can you ask for? And so, you know, to get back to the, to the main question, you know, I think based on what I've seen in the car, what I've seen with the other drivers, um, you know, I'm really stoked about it, you know, between, uh, the Daytona test, the Charlotte road course test and the Charlotte oval test, you know, I've, I've had a lot of, a lot of, you know, competitive stuff that I've, I've seen out of myself and definitely has made me the most excited that I've been to be in a stock car, you know, in years past, my biggest frustration has been, you know, you know, I, I always had a pretty, you know, I wouldn't call it an arrogant mentality, but more so of I don't want to be in a race car unless it's a, a proper championship and or race winning situation. You know, I grew up, you know, running IMSA stuff. I was winning races in Porsche cup and Lamborghini super trofeo and, and all sorts of stuff. And, you know, I always had a mentality of, I only want to drive, I'm going to drive the best. And so when I got into trucks, Xfinity cup, and I was struggling, um, obviously to compete, you know, at even a, a smaller level, you know, I'm like, why the, why the fuck am I doing this? And it's like, you know, I had to have a big kind of a reality check and kind of, you know, taking myself back down to, to reality and humbling myself. And, you know, it's a really good opportunity and it takes a long time to build up, you know, a proper race team at the top level of motorsport. And so, um, in doing so I've been able to better myself and, and get rid of a lot of that, the ego and the, and the gripes that I've had about, you know, the struggles of being in a small team. And obviously after, you know, a long time, we're starting to see the, that all come to fruition. And so it's put a lot of fire underneath my ass to go out there and train my best in the off season and really kick some ass because, um, you know, between the Alliance, um, having Ford lease engines every weekend, you know, um, there might be some races where we're still, you know, going to have issues and work on, on things, but 
all in all, you know, I think that the, the program has to run better and, um, you know, I'm just super excited. I think, I think top 25s and top 20s will, will definitely be the average goal for a weekend. And then, you know, I think it's some of the plate races and some of the road courses, we can definitely try to eke out top 15s and top 10s. And, you know, obviously the, the biggest goal for the year, if I had to like actually set something for myself would probably be top 25 in points, which is an extremely steep hill. You know, I think that it's something that's, it's not impossible, but it's a pretty, a very steep hill to climb. Um, you know, obviously you had guys like Stuart Haas that were, you know, 25th, 26th in points um, this past season. And so, um, but I feel like if it wasn't a hard goal, you know, there wouldn't be any reason to put in a bunch of effort and trying to make it happen. And so, you know, I wanted to pick something that wasn't like too insanely crazy, but still like, you know, pretty, pretty difficult. No, I love it, dude. Man That's good stuff. Man dude. That is good talent. stuff. You kind of touched on a little bit of this, I feel like. I think low-key, you're one of the more interesting guys in the garage, especially a full-time cup driver. Uh, you've just got a whole lot of – just a lot of different things about you. You're a big proponent on uh, mental illness a couple of years back and still are. You're a huge Twitter guy. You play guitar. You've raced an IMSA, IndyCar, NASCAR, Trans Am Series, and you're a big anime guy. And uh, one thing on Twitter I noticed, I remember a tweet one time, uh, was with people like you with big personalities and you're really out there. You remind me of Chase in a way because you guys seem like you're both kind of like, for well, lack of a better me. phrase or term, kind of spiritually out there, you know. And um, I remember a tweet that made me just like die one time. I don't know what it was. It was a comment to something else you had tweeted, but somebody like commented to one of your tweets and said, like, you're a nerd. And you quote tweeted it and said, you realize that's like a compliment to me, right? And I just was like, that's fucking awesome. Because I can resonate with that in a way because I'm like, people have looked at me and been like, dude, you're like white trash. And I'm like, you realize that's like a compliment for me, right? Like, thank you. It's <laughs> kind of so, what we're going for. That's kind of the goal. Yeah. yeah all, all the stuff I've seen on Twitter and, and everything you're about, like, I just want to know what your mental process is when you see tweets like that and these people that are always going to come at you. Yeah, well, so kind of like taking it back and kind of going back to the origins there, you know, um, growing up and in, in high school, you know, obviously I dealt with a lot of stuff. Um, actually did a bit with NASCAR during Mental Health Awareness Month last year. And I kind of talked, you know, long story short for anyone that's going to listen to this, um, this is going to be extremely, you know, you know, TLDR, but basically, um, you know, I was um, brought out to the woods. I got beat up by a group of kids. I was doused in gasoline and set on fire. Thankfully, only my legs got burned. Um, I did have some third degree burns, which were pretty nasty, but um, you know, that spawned a ton of depression, anxiety, trust issues, and things that I was already kind of dealing with on a, on a minor level from previous bullying and things like that. And so um, really made me shut down. You know, I, I was made to feel bad for liking anime. And I remember even back as like elementary school and middle school, like I used to bring like a Naruto manga to school. I had a Naruto headband. I never wore the Naruto headband, but I like had it on my backpack and like, you know, I just didn't care. I just like, I, I fucked with it. And, and that was just kind of who I was. But over the years, I really started to get like a bunch of flack for it to the point to where I became very, probably way too self-aware for a kid. You know, I'm always worrying about what I'm saying, what I'm doing, how I'm walking and all this stuff. And so, you know, all of that combined with the incident that happened leading into high school um, messed me up pretty bad. And so over the years, I've had to, you know, obviously do a lot of therapy. I've been on and on medications for 
antidepressants, anti-anxiety meds, all sorts of fun stuff. But, um, you know, I've come a long way. And so in doing that, you know, I try to, I try to take back, you know, those things that people think are going to be offensive. Like, you know, the, you know, the old me would have been like, oh, you're, you're a nerd. Like, oh, I'd be like, oh, that's why would you say that to me? Like, come on. It's like, you know what? Yeah. I watch anime. I play video games all night when I can. I'm like, yeah, I'm a nerd. Like, so what? I like anime. I'm a weeb. It's like, people call me that. I'm like, yeah, like I, I call myself a weeb. So like, what are you, what are you accomplishing there? Um, my favorite tweet I ever got last year, actually, um, I thought it was going to be the one you were talking about, but it was, um, it's like, you don't tweet like a NASCAR driver that that was the tweet. And I'm like, I was like, that actually to me was like the highest praise praise I could have ever received. Cause I'm like, well, yeah, because I'm not, my goal isn't, I'm not NASCAR driver, Cody Ware on Twitter. I'm, I'm me, I'm just Cody Ware on Twitter. And I happen to be a guy that, you know, races in NASCAR. And obviously I still have to hold myself to, to a high standard. I can't just go off being a jackass or a dick on social media. Um, and I still have to work on that myself at times. But again, you know, the main goal is just to, you know, live life, enjoy it, use social media for something that's fun and silly because it's such a toxic place. You know, it's like, if I could, if I could choose an industry to wipe off the face of the earth, it would be social media because, you know, people wouldn't say 80% of the things that they say if they had to say it to somebody's face. You know, I've run into people at the racetrack with them not knowing that I know who they are. And I'm like, they'll, they'll wave high or say, Hey, Demir, want my autograph. And it's like, it's like, you know, you would never say the things that you've said about me on social media to my face. And I'm like, to me, it's like, I would actually respect you if you had the balls to, to talk shit to my face. It's like, I remember at the 500, I had a dude that was like, you fucking suck. Like, right. They're just screaming at me. And I, I literally looked at him like laughed and I'm like, like, I don't care. Like if you have the balls to say it in my face, I'm like, you know what? Like at least you're man enough to do that. But it's like, I have no, no use for you. If you're just going to hide behind a keyboard and just spout off all your nonsense all the time. And so Amen. I've been, I've been, I've been better about it. You know, I, there's still times where it gets to me, you know, I'd be lying if I said it didn't, but, um, you know, all in all, I start to realize the less that I take myself seriously and prioritize where I put my energy, you know, the better off I am as a whole. It's it's not about not taking yourself seriously. It's just about reprioritizing where you're putting your energy, you know? hundred percent. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like if you have a platform, if you have a big platform, no matter what you do, there's going to be people that love you and there's going to be people that hate you, like no matter what. And that's just generally speaking. So it's like, you might as well do what the fuck you want to do because they're going to judge you anyway. Right. So yeah. I really respect that aspect of kind of what you've brought to uh, NASCAR social media and just, just to NASCAR as a whole personality wise. Yeah, man, huge respect. And we've had a couple of, con we've gotten to have a couple of conversations as well. And I just, I, I love the fact that, that you're, you're there, like you're there mentally. Like, dude, you've been through that. That's some shit, man. Like that, the, sh some, the shit that you just said, that happened like that doesn't happen to everybody in life man i mean it's just that's huge that you came from that and you've been able to fight and overcome that in, in a way and, and i know you still have things that you do but that that hits me hard man and i mean that just i have so much fucking respect for you dude like big time because you're on your you're on your own wave like you found you found that wave man and when you're riding it dude it's just you're happy and you're doing you and it doesn't matter what's going on on online and on the internet, like, cause you're in your zone and you're rolling and the good things come when you're in that zone, man. So lo love to hear how you kind of deal with that. And I think it's funny as hell, especially when 
when uh when you get to that point to where people will finally say something to your face instead of behind the, the screen because that's something that I can definitely say that I've that I've done and, and been around and um I love I'm kind of like the uh the guy that likes to kind of bring it up in person because like I used to hate confrontation. I used to be very reclusive growing up. And now I'm like that guy that just like, I'm here for confrontation. Like I'm here for it. Your confidence level gets to a point at, at a certain level of, of when you realize that you're capable of anything that you put your mind to, it just, it's like a flower blooms dude. And you just open up and you, you see things in a whole new way. So it's uh there's always gonna be the ups and downs but it's all about how you navigate through them, man so i bet and i bet a lot of those people like when they see you in person they're like most of those people are probably like short motherfuckers and they look at you and they're like oh you guys he's like six foot eight like (laughs) yeah never mind like that's the one thing i'm like i i don't i don't hope for fighting i've only been in like one serious fight my whole life but i'm like you know i pray that no driver ever wants to get into it with me because it won't be, it won't be a very long fight. I, I grew up, I wrestled in high school. I, I made it to, you know, championship championships in the regional and state and stuff and did a lot of MMA fighting and jujitsu on the side in high school and growing up. So like, I hope that some dude thinks he's just going to go start wailing on me because I'll, I'll knock somebody out real quick. Wouldn't want to have, have to have it That's come to that. Love to hear right but, there. You know, if, if, if I'm, if I'm the defender, I have no problem defending myself and then having some fun with it. But, um, yeah, I mean, kind of like going back to, you know, the confrontation stuff, it's like, you know, I remember at Talladega last year, like I was audibly booed when I, when I came up on stage and I'm, I thought to myself, I actually laughed out loud because I'm like, imagine like, you know, I'm, I'm a nobody. Cause I'm like, you know, I'm still trying to make my way, make my marks in racing and prove myself. And I know that. And it's like, you know, these, these guys that hate me, like they, like, it's almost comical to me, the amount of energy that some people spend on like, you know, every, every guy, whether it's a quarterback or a sport, any guy in professional sports, like you're going to have fans and haters, but it's like the amount of stuff that I see on social media, the dedication to hating me is pretty hilarious. And I'm like, if you have the energy just to be like screaming and cussing at me in person, I'm like, it's actually like pretty, pretty sad. It's like, man, if that's really like what you want to put, put yourself to when you wake up in the morning, it's like, it's like, come on, like, really? Like, what are you doing with your life? Really? Like, you it's also inspiring though, because you made that person put that much energy into hating you that much so it's almost like you you kind of like can re- repurpose that into good energy for you because <laughs> hey you're you're not losing any sleep over this shit you know no nah, it gave me a good laugh i'm like hey i'm like i got booed i'm like only a few guys get booed like that's a like kyle bush and denny hamlin so i'm like hey put me up there with those guys i'll take it you know when you win your first race you got to drop an f-bomb in the interview and be like no nah, nah, i can't like it I'll probably be if I if I want to race, I mean, I'll be in tears. I won't be able to get two two words out. I'll be I'll be lucky to say my sponsors and thank my family and the race team. Dude, yeah, that's all you, you need to do. Like if you're just you can't Worth speak, just start pointing at your fire <laughs> suit. Just like Yeah. <laughs> That'd be some Ricky Bobby level stuff. Just like no words, just be like got tissue in one hand and just be like just stabbing and pointing, just yeah, just these guys. Uh, dude, we 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 would be we would be the first ones there, just just like just losing our our minds right there at the fence. So you already know that, because you you definitely you definitely one of the homies, dude. So we I love you. This has been this has been great, and it's all been amazing information, and it's uh it's just an incredible an incredible um story that 
from where you've started to where you've come now and like the and the places you still gotta go dude i mean like that's the that's the beauty of it man it's like you can you can reach so many goals but there's always going to be another one that you're going to want to hit man i think that that's that mentality that kind of glues everyone together especially when in competition is because you're always going to want to see what else can i do how how much further can i go what can i achieve because the sky's the limit man and uh so i love it but you, you have another goal to achieve uh, before we let you go. And, uh, and that is uh, Garage Guys Pole Picks. So, so I don't know how much sports bet in action you've had going on. Oh, the shades are on. Dale's got shades on. Um, I, I don't have to do the shades. My eyes are just bet, well, here, bet let eyeballs. Me, let me, let me get we all have betting my... eyeballs. Bales is just very powerful, so he has to block them. Oh, there we go. There we go. We're going going poker mode. I like it. I like this. So what we're going to do is this. Uh, Right now, uh, Tyler Reddick, a.k.a. Red Dog, is at the top of the list. He is the only driver that has went 3-0 on pole picks. Uh, So you're about to challenge Red Dog. The goal is to go 3-0, and we'll see if we can pull it off. I'm going to – we got three bets for you. First bet is going to be hockey. Second bet, basketball. Third bet might be a little bit of a surprise, something we haven't done yet. So we'll get there. Just stay tuned and watch, Garage Fam. And, Cody, you'll know when you hear it. All right, so I'm going to let Dale take us away. So, yeah, not having football this weekend kind of hurts, I guess, because we've done a lot of football. But um, hockey-wise, you have, like, a team that you like? Because we got a pretty big slate stacked up tonight. You big hockey guy? Yeah, 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 I'm a Golden Knights fan. So what what we got going on for the Knights? Okay, all right. Uh, via DraftKings Sportsbook, Golden Knights are at home against the Buffalo Sabers. They're a massive favorite. I'll give you a few lines here. So the spread on hockey games, they call it the puck line, is one and a half. Uh, Golden Knights are favored by one and a half. That's at minus one seventy. Sabers plus one and a half at plus one fifty. Or we can go the route of the over under. So. The over/under for goals scored is at six. What are you thinking on uh, on all those all those lines right there? Now I'm thinking I'm thinking the puck line on that one for for the Knights. I think six is a little high. I'm not not a fan of six goals. I might might not get that. I don't that might be two or three maybe. So there you go. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you there. The Sabers are. I'm I'm not a huge hockey guy, but I keep up with it from a betting perspective. And the Sabers are not very good. And the Golden Knights, since they've been born into the NHL, have been pretty solid over the years. So that's a pick right there. Golden Knights minus one and a half uh, pucks, I guess is what you would say. Minus 170. That's right. Big puck line guy. I think you're the first guy that's took the puck line on the show. Love it. Got to do it. All right. Next up, basketball. You got a basketball, Jones? Yeah. I mean, I got my family's all from out California, L.A., West Coast. So we either got Lakers or, or Golden State, what we what we got. Okay. So I don't think there's a Lakers game tonight. However, there is a Golden State Warriors game. They're not playing in California, but they are playing in Texas where you whipped an IndyCar. So that was fun. So maybe this one will be fun too. Um, here's some lines on that one. Uh, Golden State Warriors and Spurs. The spread is two. Uh, over under is set at 223. And the Warriors money line is minus 125. So they are favorites. And the Spurs is plus one hundred five. What do we like there? What was the over under again? Over under is set at two twenty three. Mm. Still feels a little steep. Oh, I don't. 
I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the money line again for gold okay. for the Golden State. Golden State Warriors money line minus one twenty five. That's a pick. So all right, we got hockey, we got basketball. Our last one, we're gonna switch it up here, and we are gonna go to MMA this weekend. Uh, it's not a not a super big card. I'm trying to find it right here. Uh, it is. What's this? Where are we at? Where Since we you at? like jujitsu and things like that, this is very suitable. So we're gonna we we're got, gonna go straight into the MMA. Yeah, there you go. We always try to find a way to connect it, and even with the Golden State, San Antonio, Texas, you drove to Texas. There you go. Uh, MMA here, UFC, Jack Hermanson versus Sean Strickland. Okay, the over under for how many rounds the fight will last is at four and a half. We don't know shit about these guys, but this is the headliner. I know who Sean Strickland is. Don't know who Jack Hermanson is. But uh, the money line here, Sean Strickland is a heavy favorite. I'm not even going to go into that. We're just going to go 50-50, flip a coin, over under four and a half rounds here for the MMA, MMA fight. What is uh, So that's the main card, right? Yes. What, uh, wait, what, what division is that? Uh, do, we, do we know? I, can, I don't know on, what division see. this is. Hold on. We're gonna find We're catching out us off our show. game right now. No, I just think that. I mean, well, because typically, like if it's a heavyweight or something, those guys don't make it, but a but a round or two. Right. So I, I figured it would be something lighter since it's uh the over unders at four and a half rounds. Okay, uh, middleweight. It's a middleweight bout. Yeah. See, that's tough because those guys can be a lot of endurance guys. Those guys can definitely duke it out for a while. Um, I'm still gonna say, I'd say two thirds of the time we're not seeing the fifth round, so I'm gonna go under on the rounds for sure there you go under uh sean strickland versus hermanson what's his first name jack hermanson under jack four hermanson. and a half rounds that's who a has a stronger pick. name i mean who has a stronger S- name? strickland i mean that that first con that that first that strick just very aggressive strickland. hermanson though like strick, just like it could be like a, a it sounds like a badass like irish name kind of i don't know if he's irish or not but Drinking I mean, pints before the fight. The, the potato farmer turned moonlighting as an MMA guy. Yeah, there you go. We're just making up a totally illegitimate backstory right now. We have no idea. Yeah, right? no, yeah, let's keep it going. We, we can, uh, we, we keep we can, we can take pictures. it to some ludicrous levels, I promise you. We love it. So those are those are the three picks. That, that's that been poll picks with Cody Ware on Garage Guys Garage Talk. So that just happened. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's it. Dude, Cody, thanks so much for being on the show, man. This has been – Probably, uh, this has probably been one of the longer episodes that we've had, but dude, there was so much good stuff in this episode, man. And I mean, it's always good just to chill. It's always good to chill. And we're going to be doing a lot more chilling this year with you as well at the track. So I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to hanging out more because we've only got to really hang out maybe once or twice on pit road. And it was not long at all. Typically we're, uh, yeah, typically that's when I'm in stress mode, getting ready to hop in the car. So Got to definitely get now that we got like two and three day shows. Hopefully there's more time to actually just chill and hang out. Yeah, we uh, we definitely appreciate everything. All that was some good stuff you gave us today and uh, looking forward to seeing how good you guys do with uh, the new alliance. And hopefully we can see you get in the victory lane this year, man. That'd be that'd be something sweet. Yeah, hell yeah, that'd be dope. That's a show. This has been Garage Talk with Cody. Um, I'm going to be the only one. I'm going to I'm a mic cheers. Y'all can't do it because y'all's are on arms. Yeah, we can. Oh, we can oh, oh. All right, that's it.
It's the garage guys. 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 It's it's the garage guys.